Hey everyone, welcome to episode 78 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, and Greg Creek, but it's a little bit of a anomaly, or not necessarily, Jeff's not here this week, Greg is, and when Greg preaches, or anyone preaches, if they're available, we have them here, so welcome Greg, and for any of you that listen, you already knew that Greg was here because the... Th- Yes, yes, yes. We might not even put the, that was so good. I might not even put the bumper in this week. So, welcome back to your first first post Thanksgiving edition of the podcast. Hope mm. you all took in a little food, a pinch of family, and a whole lot of rest over the break to gear up for the final push to Christmas and the ever increasing craziness that your schedule will soon be full of. As Christmas 2017 and New Year 2018 is on its way shortly. Uh, just real quick, name the best thing you ate or drank over Thanksgiving. Ooh. Just wanted to take time for that. Quick. So I'll go first, real quick. So I am lactose and egg intolerant, and I also oh. don't eat gluten. <gasps> so like meals, he didn't have any food. Sometimes <laughs> a challenge. Yeah. Uh, but so I don't get, I don't do mashed potatoes very often, but I made mashed potatoes. But the thing that I was super excited about was we had a friend of ours staying with us and he made a cherry pie and my wife made chocolate chip cookies that I could eat. So, Ooh, that's pretty good. It was delicious. I I probably, uh, the sweet potato souffle at Thanksgiving lunch. It was great. Nice. My wife made- Not vegan. Not vegan? No. (laughs) No. My wife made, it was still hot apple pie out of the oven with a little bit of vanilla bean ice cream. And then for dessert- uh, Wait, and then for dessert? For dessert, sea salted caramel macchiato. So the the apple pie and ice cream wasn't dessert? No, it was not enough. That's part of the Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, that's all all part of it. (laughs) Okay. So before we begin- Last week, our episode was Always Say Thank You, which was by Andy, where we decided that all have sinned and there is no one good. There is no one who does right. Pray to God that you would never be so deluded as to say, thank you, God, that I am not like other people. We are all so much more alike than different. And if you haven't listened to that message, you can, of course, go back and check it out in the archives, Spreaker, iTunes, or the church website, or the church mobile app. All of those will apply. And actually, that probably is a fairly decent lead-in to this week, right? We are all so much more alike than different mm. as we are interesting, you know, really trying to mix it up or mixing it up, as was the case this week with Greg. And, you know, I'm really sad to see this final installment of our From the Heart series. It provided the foundation for a lot of good conversations, some self-introspection, and it's over. No, there's one more. We got one Is more, it? I think, right? Yeah. Was and, it? And last of December. Uh, what's that? December 31, the 30th. Oh, uh, that wasn't... Okay, I missed it on the card. Oh, okay. Well, see, now I don't have to be so sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you... Randy's got a big smile on his face I know, face now. I, I am. I, for those of you on Facebook, <laughs> I, I'm smiling because I'm looking at the card going, man, I'm, I'm sad. This is it. <laughs> so, Greg, you wanted to start off with a response that you received. This was from the message, right? From, yeah. In response to your message. Yeah. So somebody, uh, somebody sent an email in, and they said... Um, that they, they grew up in the 70s and have a haunting memory of an excommunication uh, of a woman because she was divorcing her husband. Now, they talked about how he had hit her, but that she should forgive him, uh, basically saying, uh, you know, staying yoked, and they kind of go on to, to describe a couple things. Um, she said the church voted during the service, or, or um, she was voted out. The church voted this woman out during the service, and she stood and cried while they voted her out. And uh, 
is just this wild memory that this person said they had. And it's it's really hard to get emails like that when you think about the amount of trauma that that family uh, experienced, right? So not only the trauma of a divorce, but abuse, right? Not just for uh, the woman, but for their children. And, and for the whole church family to go through that. Even. Yeah. And then, and, and it's just like, there was probably a group of people who thought they were like doing the right thing. They probably mm. thought that they were like... Keeping things pure. Yeah. Like doing God's will. And it's just like, ugh, that is not what ugh. he has called us to. And so this idea... You know, of trying to, you know, because really, like, like, yeah, they were building a fence, which the sermon, you know, based on this passage in Ephesians 2, 11 through uh, 17, just talked about trying to tear down fences, fences and tear yeah. down um, boundaries and, and walls. And and so we talked about this concept of, like, blended families, you sure. know, and, and really a, a variety of, of family uh, groups that exist. And, um, yeah, so that was that was kind of why the email was sent. If you if you didn't have a chance to watch the sermon, that's kind of what the context was. It was talking a little bit about blended families and how instead of trying to insulate ourselves and build up walls, just like Paul said for the Jews and the Gentiles, that we need to tear those fences down. In the same way, like we try to sometimes build up walls and say this is what God wants or this is like the ideal, but you know, that's <laughs> And you set a great you set a great base for that in your exegesis of the passage is just is just sort of took us through a really good look at the passage before you came to the application. So I, I think it's really showed a strong biblical base for making the two one and, yeah. and finding that common ground. Well, and as you just shared that story, because this honestly was a twist that I don't think anyone saw coming in the message. <laughs> well, when, I talked about that. When you started, because you're like, okay, Creek, okay, Creek, where are we going with this? You know, what does this have to do with anything? And when you finally got there, I was like, ah, and then even as I was re-listening to the message, it was still, even though I knew it was coming, it was still surprising because we don't really talk in exactly the same way that you did. We don't talk about that often. And as you just read that email, the picture in my mind is of this person who's probably standing there shaking, so emotional. I mean, and that's even a form of abuse in itself to to have to be publicly humiliated mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. probably even if it wasn't on purpose – from an emotional part, almost berated. Well, you're it, standing in front of everyone. You right? said a while ago that it's a good lead-in from last week's message to this, but to, to, it's, it comes from people thinking, "I'm thankful that I'm not like other people." You <laughs> That's know? true. I, I'm different from those people, and therefore I can do this to them. As opposed to saying, "Wait a second, they have this challenge in their life, and I have these challenges in my life." <laughs> <laughs> something about a plank and an eye. Yeah, yeah, I don't so know. Yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that seems like oh, it should apply. Let's, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> no, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I, I, I lacerated my eye yesterday. Oh, oh like, no, so, with with some wood. With, so, so you yeah. did really. Yeah. So I was literally. Oh, plank, I've offered to get it out, but he wouldn't let me. He said I had so a plank of my own. <laughs> we'll file that. <laughs> so we'll file that under too soon. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Too soon, Randy. <laughs> too, too soon. soon. Sorry. These fences that you talked about being built in the same way as really was the case with the Jews and the Gentiles, you said Jesus came to bring peace. Jesus came to do away with division. I know you just read the email, but you had said that this was on your heart and as part of this series was, you know, we're wanting to share it. So what put that issue on your heart, this whole blended family, the definition of these fences? What was it that brought that to your heart? So two things. I think one, when we looked at this series initially, like Andy and I had been to a conference and they had given some time, uh, it was a family ministry conference, and they had given some time to the challenges of blended families. And I don't think we often 
you know, really stop to think about it. And I actually had someone, I met someone yesterday in the church stop me and just said, you know, really appreciated what you shared. And we have a blended family background. Like they have kids who uh, have divorced and remarried and they're just like, it, it is tough. And there's also some pieces that I didn't think about. It changed my perspective. And and so, I, you know, they were just very thankful. And it's just sometimes it's not something that we think about, the challenges of just all the different plates that are spinning. And so Andy and I heard this presentation. And so when we were planning the series a year ago, it was just something that I felt very strongly about, as did Andy, of like, man, we really need to we really need to address this. We really need to offer support and encouragement. Because just like I read from this email, like, you know, yeah. people don't always have that support and encouragement. So we wanted to make sure we had an opportunity to kind of address it. And so I, confession time, Facebook land. <laughs> I don't always do good at like, like I'm, I'm fairly hard on myself, like when it comes to preaching and everything. And I was just like, there was, despite all that, there was still something about this message that just like, I, I you know, I wrote it and I was like, some, it seems like something's missing and I preached it seemed like something was missing. I couldn't figure out what it was. And it was in reflecting with a friend of mine that it was like, there was so much more that I wanted to say and I didn't have a chance. And that was really the thing. It was like, I feel like I just kind of like opened a can of worms and then just like threw them and like ran away (laughs) to to, to not be able to to really chase some of these things and to deal with it. So I think more than anything, I wanted to offer support and encouragement to, you know, blended families. and, And what I wish we could have done is had more time to explore that. And all the different kinds of families exactly. as well. You know, yeah. and I, I touched briefly on yeah, just like sure. a few of them. You know, I mean, you think about, uh, <clears throat> you know, a foster family or with adoption or with, you know, I mean, and then we really start to exclude. You know, we, we wouldn't consider a single person to be a family. But the reality is, is that like if they've moved away, like they have created their own home, like they are yeah. on their own, like that is their family. A single unit. family, yeah. And and but, we just don't, we don't think about it in terms like that. And we we think that they're expendable. Oh, well, you know, you can come over to our house since you don't, you don't have a family. Yeah. So it's easier for you to just come here or, you know, oh, well, you know, you can just change that, right? Because there's more of us than there are of you. So you can just move your plans around and it's not respectful to them at all. And yeah. Within our culture over the past year, since we first sat down and talked about the sermon, not only is it the blended family of those people who live in the same house together, but really the, the tearing down of the wall and the Jew and the Gentile allegory or metaphor works very well in our, across our culture today. I mean, all the divisions that are in our culture are because people put up fences versus tearing down fences. Uh, you know, this group sees it one way and then they villainize another group. And so it's the same principle that we should come into this oneness that Christ does not want the vision. He wants us to come into oneness. Well, and I like the fact that you had gone through and listed all of these different groups that could be the, you know, defined as a blended family, because I think there's a lot of times when we don't realize just because the church is very family centric. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of what's happening, the people who show up come as a family, but when you start defining what is the family, and we may not feel it, like if you're married and have kids, like you mentioned, like a traditional man and wife and kids family, you don't feel it. But we worked on a documentary a couple years ago about singles and how they they feel it. And they feel it, and just like you just mentioned, and saying like, hey, again, move your plans. You're just one person. Or Or feel invisible in the group because they don't have the family around them. Right. And they don't have that support. So it made me immediately think of that and then wonder, okay, well, if it's those people that we don't notice or that we might be excluding, how many more until it's almost like you need to define them so that you know who 
is out there that we should really be looking at. And it was clearly an emotional issue for you. So my question was, what would you like to see us as a local church do with this issue of blended families that maybe we haven't or aren't doing or haven't thought of that maybe you have currently? Where can we improve? What can we do better? And that's a, I know that's a, it's an open ended. So, okay, you know. so so I'm, I'm th- there's like two things that I'm thinking. There's like yeah, there's like a response that I could give, but then there's the other piece of like I'm not, like I don't have a blended family, right? And so okay. there's this piece that where I would feel like like I could say this, and it seems like maybe that would be a good thing, and not, you know, from books I've read and all that stuff. <laughs> sure. So I think more than anything, like my answer is really. And please understand, like, I just preached a sermon about this, right? So I'm, I'm like, pleading to the camera for those of you that are just listening to the podcast. Like, I'm, I'm holding my hands out to the camera. <laughs> and the reality is I'm not really sure that I'd want us to necessarily, like, cater to a blended family or, like, cater to a single. What I'm really interested in is people being in relationship mm-hmm. and true, genuine relationship. Because just like you said, there may be a lot more divisions that you don't recognize and you don't understand, right? So, like, I mentioned earlier, right, I have a lot of, like, eating challenges, and like, and that's a very like niche thing. Like, and I'm just hang with me. Like, you know, you, it's not that niche really. It's really well, not, but you may, you know, you may not, you may not take that into consideration sure. because you don't know that person. So you invite someone over and you're like, here's a lasagna. And it's like, well, I don't eat cheese. So <laughs> yeah. it's like that, that's going to be a problem. Cause you know, lasagna is like half cheese and half noodles. It got some egg so, noodles in there too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So like, but if you're if you're in a relationship with that person, like you just understand, Man. you know them, like you know the challenges, you know the week that they're having, and that's the challenge. Is that like you may be able to reach out to someone and say, I know that if I do this, it'll help them, but it may come a point in time where like you know this three week stretch is like really good. So you bringing me a meal right now doesn't really help, but you know next week is really when I could use it use because I've got all this stuff. And so the only way you know that is if you're in relationship with yep. people. And so more than anything, I wouldn't want it to be this like force, like, oh, I have this checklist, um, which I know that's not what you were asking. But, sure. But that ultimately, like just being in relationship with people and instead of having, you know, Andy talked, we build up these fences. Western culture is very like, it's like me and I'm here and like you can stay out there. And we, I mean, we have our technology so that we don't truly have to engage with people and we can do it at our discretion and when it's comfortable and easy for us. And that's not really a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ephesians, it goes back to Ephesians where it says, you know, Christ came to make the two one. Right. I mean, the Gentile and the Jew were really the Jews, like Greg said, and everybody else. <laughs> sure. And, and Christ's goal was to bring them together as to, into his one people. Kind of new thing. humanity yeah. is, what, is yeah. how it's translated in some... Is uh, it, what is it again? A new humanity. A new humanity. Great, yeah. great translation. Hmm. I do want to say this real quick, no, though. One of the things that was really interesting to me is I was preparing for this message and talking with different people. So I talked to some some different people um, who are from a blended family, the different people who you know grew up in a single parent home, and it was really interesting. Or even parent, uh, you know, people who just you know quote unquote traditional family, sure, um, and just talking with them about like, yeah, this is what I'm going to talk about, and that kind of in essence, it's a sermon about family dynamics. It was really interesting, especially as we got closer to Thanksgiving and then even talking with some people like after their family had arrived. Oh my goodness. Like, so it was funny because like there was part of it that was like, we wanted to be kind of, we did it at this, this weekend specifically because it was a time when families are going to be together and there's a lot of uh, dynamics that are at play. Christmas is coming. And it was interesting of like what we consider to be normal families to listen to them talk about, well, you know, I got this, you know, brother-in-law and this challenge. We're not speaking to that one. Yeah. And so like things are always (laughs) tense between, you know, this person and that person. And so we have to, and so it's just interesting. Like there was this part of me that's like, 
I wish I could have explored even that piece more. Sure. Of what do you do when you're in a in a family situation where it is a struggle and it is a challenge, you know, because or even where there's abuse. Like that's another thing. Sure. It's like we just need to love people and you just need to accept it and be okay. Uh, if you're in a family where there's abuse that's present, whether it's a verbal, physical, emotional, psychological, I, that, that I'm it's like, not okay. That's not no, it's, okay. It's not okay. That's right. not okay. You do need to have those walls. You do need to have those fences. And that may be part of that health of yourself and and part of you know um, this unity in Christ is is really just having that separation, that distance. And we, and we just you know I only had twenty five minutes. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the one thing that I had thought about too is from the perspective of, you know, we all kind of have our different tribes. We all have our little spaces and, you know, we're compartmentalized here and there and traditional family, divorced family, widower, you mentioned some Mm -hmm. of those. And from, as a special needs family, Mm. there is early on, we didn't, you don't really know what to do. You don't really know how to compartmentalize it. You don't know how to act and you don't know what to do when people say things that are insensitive without meaning it. And I met, we met somebody early on and we had run into each other at the hospital where I used to work and he worked and he had a baby girl and she had Down syndrome, just like Sparkle. And we ended up seeing each other. We had met each other at work and then we met each other at an event and he was like, oh, I didn't know that, yeah. you know, and he's like, I don't want to be a part of this club. He's like this. I don't want this. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't want to go to these things. I don't want to be in this club. So the other thing that I think we have to remember is just because someone is in a club or they're in a divorce or they're in a, a of a you yeah. know have been a victim of most times that's not where they're like they hey this was awesome I, man <laughs> this is exactly how I planned my life so you know be <clears throat> be sensitive to that too that the situations that people are in. Again, that relationship is how you're going to be able to help. It's how you're going to be able to uplift. It's how you're going to know where their struggles are in order to help yeah. them. A listening and acceptance is hard to be. I mean, yeah. if you just hear the story and really listen to them and think about accepting them, you, they may make choices you don't agree with, all kinds of stuff. But to, to just accept a person for who they are yeah. and, and then spend some time listening to their story. And the walls can come down pretty quick. Take a chance. <clears throat> Rip down a fence and see what happens, and you're probably not going to get burned as bad as you think you are. It probably won't hurt. You may not even get a splinter in your eye. Metaphorical fences, though. Me- just, right, just, right. Don't, you know, yeah. we, we're, not, you know, we're not advocating you know, <laughs> so, damage of property. <laughs> this was a great conversation, and unfortunately, we are over time already, so we're just going to skip everything else because it went really quick, and we just jumped on that one topic and just let it roll. We didn't hit the script at all, which is completely fine. But this week upcoming is the beginning of Christmas. Christmas. Art the Herald Angels, Angels say. Say. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. <laughs> the only reason I know is because I had to announce it this last week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I brought the card as a cheat sheet just yeah. so that we knew what was going on. So for those of you on Facebook, just stay tuned for a little bit and we will answer any questions. But for Podcast Land, that is the end. We're over time. So until next Wednesday in episode 79, this is Randy for Andy, uh, Greg, and Tom, and Stanley, and me, and whoever else is here. We'll talk to you again. <laughs> again next week.